Hey, did you see that our podcast got plagiarized by uh, big Hollywood names? For scripting purposes, no, I did not. Oh, well, you should really pay more attention to the news. So, for so you know, we call ourselves Starformers. Uh-huh. If you, you've read the news. And, and Hollywood, Star, Starformers ho- is a combination of Star Wars and Transformers. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. And you know what Hollywood went and did this weekend? They make a Starformers movie? No, no, they didn't. They, they went and stole our shtick. What? With Barbie and Oppenheimer. Oh, for my gosh. They ripped us off. We really shouldn't. This is why we normally do very <laughs> off the cup so unless we've script. Trying to do, <laughs> do this you ha- stage do you have is a better, terrible. Do you have a better bit? No, I'm leaving it in. Oh, no. <laughs> do the actual like, it's wednesday night part yeah, sure it is wednesday night and we are back at my apartment and uh it's been two weeks for us but one week for you all consistent listeners so thanks for tuning back in um i'm rachel i'm cameron and tonight we're gonna talk about star wars and transformers yeah so um i have a Actually, I don't know if you have any news to start off with, but I have received a correction since last week. Oh, great. Two weeks ago. Throw it at me. I received this text from my mother, (laughs) midday, Monday. (laughs) Megan and your mother are competing for top contributors to our (laughs) podcast. Your mom is never in bed at nine at night. You could call listening to podcasts. Dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it, Rachel. Sorry, mom. I just, you know, I'm sorry. I know I could have called... Um, so the funny thing is that when I was a kid, so we talked, we briefly mentioned, um, the Aristocats last week and I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned this on podcast, but I was Toulouse for Halloween once. My mom made me a cat costume, coolest costume. And my mom goes, I should totally find a picture of you in your Toulouse costume. Crop out your head. (laughs) And I I told her, I said, I was sorry. I was like, I didn't know if a call it that late would freak you out. Um, Uh I didn't know if. You know, because my dad, at least when I was a kid, would go to bed early. And she goes, no, we've been staying up late. Me usually. Him too. So, correction. So, next time we need to call my mom for something at 9 p.m. for the podcast, we can. That's good to know. I've also been corrected on another thing because I made a joke. um, I believe Revenge of the Fallen made a reference to uh, Mephistopheles. Which is... Yes. Which... um, German, also Mephisto is a demon in German folklore, and I've ah. been corrected because my first thought was Mister Mistopheles from Cats, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. and my mom goes, "Mom sends me the Wikipedia, demon, not Cats musical character only, <laughs> greater rep- greater reputation." <laughs> so, anyways, thank you for the correction, Mom. Um, well, thank you. We always appreciate corrections. <laughs> That's great. Um, so from the last week. Uh, a couple of different things as far as Transformers. One, back when Rise of the Beast was coming out in June, we were consistently covering all the different posters they were releasing for the movie. Effectively, if you don't remember, the the movie's marketing didn't really have much of an identity, especially the posters. Every poster they released for the movie was like totally different stylistic from the last. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it as far as like each poster being so unique, but I think it explains why the movie didn't do well just broadly as they just didn't have an idea on how to market the movie. Well, even now... <laughs> With the movie releasing on digital, they're still releasing totally different stylized posters, and they look great. These are all this is really good. That's like the old that that looks like the old yes. uh, 
they the really, old one. They released a poster that looks a lot like the 1986 animated movie. They should have that one. Yeah. The, if they had just chosen a lane, I think it uh, would have worked. It's like they just pretty much just like did everything, every idea they had. And they all were executed to Everything, perfection. everywhere, all at once? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so it was just very funny to me that even post theatrical release, they're still trying to push their marketing and just throwing out every idea. On the topic of Transformers social media, oh. their official um, oh no, the official Transformers Facebook page did two very funny things. Totally, one okay, one is not even meant to be funny whatsoever. The other one is meant to be a joke, but is funny, but not for the reasons they intended it to be. The one is they simply just updated their profile picture, and I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> they updated it to a very tight shot of uh of. The guy who has the funniest name of all Transformers, in my opinion, uh, Optimus Primal. It is a very tight shot of his face. It makes it reminds me of all the zoom ins of Kingpin from Spider-Man. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and especially I took a screenshot. It says Transformers updated their profile picture, and it's just a circular cropped photo of Op- Optimus Primal from the new movie, and it's just so funny to me. <laughs> um, and it's all. Because the title's not even on there. It is just, it's like it's Optimus just, Primal actually updated his own profile yes. picture on Facebook. And uh, it's always funny to me when a profile has a heavily cropped up close up of someone's face. Typically, it's a joke, but sometimes people do it on accident. <laughs> the pictures I sent you, I sent uh-huh. our group chat earlier today. It was very similar. Um, additionally, so, man, this is a weird crossover. So I'm just going to let Rachel look at it real quick and get so I don't ruin it and let her react to it. <laughs> the look of, like, amused shock on Rachel's face right, right. now is hilarious. <laughs> so... That's a <laughs> post. <laughs> <laughs> Athena, write that down. Write that down that time code. That looks like something to come out of the depths of Reddit. <laughs> Absolutely. So what it is, is the trans official Transformers Facebook page shared a post from the official Forrest Gump page. And for whatever reason, they the Forrest Gump page shared an image of Forrest Gump running while being interviewed by people. And behind him is a very poorly photoshopped is that Mirage? Mirage yeah. Holding a sign that says "Run, Forest, Run," and the post says, "Autobots hiding in plain sight since '94." Now, the very thin connection here is that Forrest Gump came out in 1994, and the new Transformers film takes place oh in 1994. But this is, and kind of Old. the joke is that, like in Forrest Gump, he himself is like inserted into different famous historical moments. But this scene does not take place in 1994. Old films try to stay relevant challenge. Uh, just <laughs> bizarre. Everything about this what is poor, bizarre. What poor intern had to make that? <laughs> like, they didn't, like, the bare minimum, you could have added, like, a little bit of, like, the grain effect to... Yeah, to it's so high def. He's, and he's too in focus because he's in the background. <laughs> he should be out of focus. He, he shouldn't be that high resolution. The colors don't match. It's not even like a image of mirage from the movie it's a it's a concept it's a, it's art of him promo, yeah. every decision here made is bad and bizarre and that's why i love it um now speaking of bizarre things i forgot to fully execute it um oh actually do you want we should do it live on the pod 
Um, let me let oh, me no. try to get it set up. You do oh. you have another news item? I do have news. Okay, items. you keep yes. going, and I, I will co- try to complete this. Multiple, anyways. Um, so this is these came out uh, within I believe a day or two of each other. So Deadline reported that Andor season two has halted filming with only weeks left due to the studio deciding not to pay actors and writers fairly, causing multiple strikes. Then, later, Deadline reported that Andor Season 2 is still in production in Pinewood Studios without the SAG-AFTRA members. British actors who are members of Equity have no legal protection to join a SAG strike in solidarity, considering the UK's union laws. Yes. So, we've talked before that um, Andor is continuing even through the writer's strike, which... um, concerning for multiple multiple reasons because one pay your writers two (laughs) writers are so so important to have on set the writing is what made andor fantastic there there are many things that made andor good but writing is just as integral as everything else good storytelling starts with the writers and ends with the writers like they are there i would presume just logically there are there are things that come up while shooting a thing. You write mm-hmm. a thing a certain way. It's in your head. You get there the day, and things have to be changed to mm-hmm. adjust reality. What actors are available, what um, what props are working, what cameras are working, what like what costumes came in right. Like things have to be adjusted. And what I presume, what like for example, what makes Revenge of the Fallen, Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen, so terrible is they didn't have the writers on set, and that movie is so empty for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I presume they got there to shoot. And they didn't have writers. Like, legitimately, there's a famous, famously, like, sometimes um, George Lucas himself. Beginning, middle. <laughs> George Lucas famously, uh, behind the scenes footage of, of uh, Revenge of the Sith, he came out and he had the screenplay for Revenge of the Sith. And he said, there's a lot of they fight in there. That's not inaccurate. Sometimes when you're mm-hmm. writing a movie that's action-based, you have to f- leave some holes that are designed for the, the shooting stage and the CGI stage. You can't you can't come up with everything on the screenplay level. You need writers there to write new pages mm-hmm. on the day of. Give the actors new lines of dialogue. Different things come up. I'm just totally agreeing with you. Is what I'm doing. I'm, yeah, I'm pro- yeah. providing further reasons for why you're totally right. Yeah. So interesting. Um, the other thing I had. This isn't like news news wise, but I found out the book of Boba Fett has stop motion in it. One oh, of the, interesting. One of the, and apparently, the Mandalorian does too, which I. I don't remember where, but uh, the book of Boba Fett has stop motion. Do you remember there's a scene of Jabba's palace and we see one of the spider things? Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's stop motion. Very cool. So That's the, super great. The spider thing is this, if you read into it, the former monks of Jabba's palace, before it was Jabba's palace, um, would remove their brains and put them into the little spider droid things and just uh-huh. kind of exist there. But so you can kind of see the... The transition. That's super fun. And like, I, it looks fantastic because we're over a year since the show uh-huh. has come out and never even knew. Yeah, see, that's, it's not really anyone's fault, but like, that's what kind of CGI has kind of ruined visual effects. Not mm-hmm. CGI itself, but like, you just presume everything is CGI. So like, there's a little bit less mystery these days. Like, even if something it has nothing to do with CGI, um... You just presume it does. You don't even really think about, oh, how they do that. Um, Unless something is like really spectacular. You just, you just, I just saw that spider. No, it's not a spider droid. Uh, What are are they called? Because a spider droid is something that the, is in the Clone Wars. 
It doesn't really matter what it is. Mm, it looks like yes. it looks like a spider and looks like a robot. Well, it is a robot. It looks like a spider with like a brain thing in it. Um, if you need, I have something else that I found out. Yeah, go for it. Um, so, do you know humans don't actually have pheromones? What? There is a very infamous line that is said in Transformers uh, 1 about pheromones. Did you I know, did no idea where you were going Did you know humans don't actually have pheromones? That's the so things, good. The things, the, the internals necessary for it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm about 90% certain I'm right. Um, but the, th- the the internals that we that we have, that we need to have those, we have it. It just doesn't work. It, it's like interesting it's like it's just it it's we don't have them not that i'm expecting michael bay to be knowledgeable about things but i guess i would just like to put that out there um yeah that's fascinating that is uh just a little something i guess yeah, a little bit little, of real world little, trivia little snick snack tidbit knowledge for you okay i'm I'm waiting to see how this thing works. Mm. I don't know how it works. So, uh, the social media for Transformers and in, in trying to promote every, every time Paramount posts something, I get scared <laughs> after they posted the thirst traps. <laughs> in attempting to promote the digital release of Rise of the Beast, they um, created a group chat. Well, you can enter a group chat with the Autobots. Like the AI character interaction? I don't know. I'm trying to get it to work right now, and I don't know how to get it to work. Um, I Okay, so let me just read what I've gotten so far, and, and maybe you can help me figure out how to get this to work. It says, hello, new recruit. A new threat, codenamed TerrorCon, has been detected. Enter communications with the Autobots and Maximals by entering your credentials at the provided link. So I did that. Please enter your credit card information. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> hey, kids, this is Optimus Prime. I need your help defeating Megatron by getting the digit on your mother's credit card and the three digits on the back and, <laughs> and the expiration date. Uh... Credentials authorized. Processing. Message frequency will vary. Message and data rates may apply. Reply help to stop. Reply help to help and stop to cancel. Help. Uh, welcome, recruit. You are being connected to the Autobots and Maximals group communication channel. Oh if you're gosh. ready to jump in the chat and help stop the Terracon threat, tap the link to add access key to your contacts and roll out. I hope it's the meme communications. <laughs> it's the meme group uh, chat. Connecting to chat link. And then there's a link that takes me to a trailer mm. of for <laughs> Rise of the Beast. Mm. Then it just says Transformers profile, Mirage, code name, and it's a little ghost. Oh, you got the worst one. Association, Autobots. Enter. Oh, you have to enter the the uh, emoji. Enter this to meet Mirage and proceed. I see. Because I typed in Mirage and I misunderstood <laughs> it. Well, I mean, that's logical. Okay, so I typed the ghost. I'm going to add auto, some uh, someday. Oh. Input acknowledged. Loading. Oh, he responded. That's cute. And now I'm getting links. Oh, man. This is oh, one, this is one really of the sketchiest things camera. I've done in a while. Not on oh, my... Oh, Mirage w- sent me a video. Cameron, I hope not he's on not my, naked no, in Cameron, it. Cameron, not on my Wi-Fi, please. <laughs> You're going to give me viruses. Okay. okay, so he sent me GIFs of himself. But I feel like that would check out. Optimus, Mirage, how many times do I have to tell you to oh, lay low? <laughs> 
<laughs> Mirage, are they what responding? Is they're there talking AI? to each other. <laughs> No way! That's some Optimus. Oh my god! It just keeps going. Optimus, Mirage, how many times do I have to tell you to lay low? Mirage, what do you mean in like W D Y M question totally mark question mark question mark? Because it's 1994, they don't have <laughs> iMessage. I was so low, I was practically pavement. Okay, I've been on my best behavior. R C. Oh, really? Then how do you explain this? So and there's a there's a link. I clicked on the link, and it's a clip of the it's the whole uh, car chase scene with the cops. Do you just pirate that? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Mirage, oh no, I seem to be breaking up. I dot dot dot, I can't dot dot the light dot dot dot. I'm going toward the light dot dot dot. Oh, RC, see, this is why I said we should keep him on a shorter leash. Who who decided to put this together? <laughs> this feels like this the is... most dysfunctional family group chat you could have. <laughs> you know what I'm, you know what I mean? That's the vibes. RC, uh, like. Rolling eye emoji. See, oh. this is why I said we need to keep him on short release. Mirage. Well, excuse me, Madam Killjoy. Excuse. Yawning emoji. Who invited you to this anyway? RC. I thought you were breaking up. So mirage. You can't see me. I'm a mirage. Chat discontinued. To be continued. I would have left that chat after the fourth back message. tomorrow for more. So I don't even get to talk to him. I thought it would be like an AI yeah. thing I could chat with. I'm just a little... Go to, just go to the AI chat rooms and wait the hour-long wait list and just find one. <laughs> That's something. That is a lot. So, um, if you would like to read um, some fan, effectively fan fiction, text messages in <laughs> character as the Autobot and presumably the Prime Maximals. This is canon. That's can That's is that not <laughs> technically canon? Since uh, how the would they be texting in 1994? True. I don't know. Um, wow, that was a lot. The fact that it kept going was very interesting. So, um, yeah, if you uh, <laughs> want to risk your uh, information being sold. And, Thanks, Cameron. Uh, you can go and do that. Um, or yeah, risk, so. risk your friend's internet. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely going to have to cancel that so I don't keep getting those. Anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you have any other news? No. <laughs> um, so I don't have a ton of information on this, but I thought it was interesting nonetheless. Um, this last week, I was listening to one of my two favorite podcasts called The Weekly Planet. Y you mean Rebels and Rebels? <laughs> one of my three favorite podcasts. <laughs> um, no, actually, this is the first week I did not finish listening to our previous <gasps> episode. I totally forgot about it. Uh, I got through like half of it. It's okay. My mom listened. <laughs> or, Thanks, well, Rachel's mom. She listened to one for the 13th. So I don't know if she did last week's. Um, so on The Weekly Planet, they... Um, they the last segment they always have is they talk about whatever they are currently watching or reading or whatever. And one of them, uh, one of the co-hosts read a comic book called Void Rivals. Um, and it was about like two members of an alien race who are at war with each other. And they both crash land on like the same meteorite or something. And they're forced to work together to survive, much like one of your favorite episodes of Rebels. Um, it's written by Robert Kirkman. He's one of, probably one of the most famous, if not the most famous, currently living comic book writer. He Is created The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, there he is. Uh, he created The Walking Dead and Invincible and Marvel Zombies, and he's worked on X-Men and, and really? Ant-Man. And he, oh, oh, I did not know. He, he um, oh, he's also collaborated with Image co-founder Todd McFarlane on a series, Haunt. Okay, I don't know what that means. Um, it means he co-collaborated on a series called Haunt. Uh-huh, thanks. <laughs> uh, well. You're welcome. As it turns out, at the end of the first issue they go they found a down ship and they uh they go to scavenge it for parts and it turns out that that ship is a transformer 
Uh, I don't remember specifically which Transformer it was. It's Ray not. Um, it's not specifically listed um, here on the Transformers wiki, which is really surprising. Hmm. Um, but if if, if TF Wiki doesn't know, no one knows. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, it the the on the podcast they gave a specific name. I recognize the name. But I don't remember who it was. I think it was a Decepticon. But um, so this comic that's just been released is is part of the Energon universe, a shared universe oh. featuring both Transformers and GI Joe. So yeah. I would imagine this is probably where they're aiming for with their new movies, mm-hmm. given the phenomenal, absolutely brilliant mastered stroke Amazing. that is the end Amazing. scene of Rise of the Beast that uh, teases a crossover with G.I. Joe. I would imagine this will be the that will be the universe. They're probably using these comics as Marvel is doing a lot. I imagine DC as well is using the comics to like kind of test ideas for oh, movies. Oh, it's not the first time that there's been a G.I. Joe and Transformers comic. Yeah, but like it's a specific universe. Like like the the inner quote unquote inner John universe will contain primarily Transformers and G.I. Joe, but as well as other comics. Not just those two. Okay. So like this this Void Rivals oh. comic takes place oh, in gosh, that universe. universe. We can't have anything. MCU has ruined any <laughs> kind of crossover event. So um so that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um Kind of a fun little surprise there, and apparently the the second the second uh, issue also has a surprise. Oh, actually, there's specific pages for each issue. Let me see if I can figure out. Um, uh, Dark climbs into his jump jet. Oh no, that's just the name of the ship. That jump jet definitely sounds like a transformer. <laughs> um, so, anyway, so fun fun stuff yeah. all around there. Um, and that's all I've got for news. Do we want to go into our topic for the week? Also, yes. Comic Con was last week. Oh yeah. No real news. They um, there's a lot of if you're into Star Wars toys, a lot of cool toys. Mm-hmm. They also released some. They're cool doing a pre Vizsla trans- figure, <laughs> which I actually I don't care for pre Vizsla like as a character, but his design's really cool. And it's this actually his before Maul design. The pictures I sent you. Oh, interesting. This is just more like Mandalorian insurgents. Um, I'm just going to do a quick Google search to see if there's anything. Oh, so um, there's a little bit of new information out. I don't know if this is... Yeah, uh, they get, there's new footage of the Star Wars game Outlaws. Oh, yes. There is um, some new footage. And... Yeah, mostly toys. A lot of toys. Um... Sorry, they're action figures. There's a, a Lego released for Ahsoka's ship that you'll have in the show. Um, Hasbro Labs is trying to get crowdfunding to see if we'll see if people are gonna want it of a like 26 inch uh, ghost ship from Hera ship. Nice, but it's gonna be like five hundred dollars. So <laughs> when you say Hera ship, the ghost ship. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. I, for a second, I thought you maybe meant the. I, I didn't miss where you said ghost. I thought maybe you were talking about the B wing that she flies. Nope. Is that her or is that who flies that the B wing in that episode of Rebels? Do you remember by chance? I thought it was her, but it may have I been. Like, I think else. she's flown them before, but like the cargo ship, the house that they all live in, the ship. Yes, definitely. Okay, so on to this week's topic. Um, so in. As we somewhat teased in this week's uh, very awkward and forced intro. I would uh, like it to be known 
that I told Cameron the joke that we should make. And then Cameron goes, you want to do the intro? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you, you, you got to you gotta have practice. And we'll f- um, you know, it's a constantly evolving podcast. You got to practice for when you retire. <laughs> this you and replace me with Robbie or something? <laughs> Athena? <laughs> uh, yes. Oh. Or Caleb. I don't know. Someone. <laughs> Anyways. Um, in... Celebration of this last week's Barbenheimer, the if uh, the release of the Barbie and Oppenheimer films in theaters on the same weekend, I thought that uh, the the big joke behind that was just how different the two movies were. You had pretty much like black and pink, girl movie, guy movie, very happy and bright and colorful and silly and goofy musical numbers, and Oppenheimer's like realistic and down to earth. And all the hot girls went to go see Oppenheimer. <laughs> Kidding. My hot girl, Kidding. I saw Oppenheimer, <laughs> um, and so we thought that we would look through um, the major releases of each of the franchises covered this podcast, Star Wars and Transformers, and categorize them into one of three categories: Barbie or Oppenheimer, or somewhere in the middle. Which I'm using the film uh, Asteroid City as the marker for the middle. Which, if you don't know, Asteroid City came out earlier this summer. Mm-hmm. Is the most recent film by Wes Anderson. And it sits right in the middle between the two. It mostly takes place in reality um, and takes place in the desert next to in the New Mexico or Arizona desert where they are in the next town over testing nuclear bombs. And but it looks like uh, like it's a toy set. Like oftentimes mm-hmm. Wes Anderson is famous for his pastel colors and amazing costumes. Um, and the fact that uh his, his he often shoots things from an angle and often has like uh cutaways or like cross sections of buildings like they're like they're toys like they're toy houses but also everyone is depressed and also the film much like oppenheimer has a a subplot running in a different timeline that's black and white <laughs> there's a lot of weird crossovers between uh Asteroid City in the two films. So that's going to be our middle ground they for movies that... sprinting to release <laughs> Asteroid City before Oppenheimer. <laughs> I, I, dude, I wish it had come on the same weekend. That would have been great. All three of those films in one weekend. It would have been a lot of fun. And we saw... Well, I've seen Barbie and Oppenheimer. I have not seen Asteroid City yet. Yeah, Rachel and I, as, as well as some other friends, uh, friends of the pod, my wife, and um, who I don't think we've ever officially named on the podcast. Uh, yes, you have, because you accidentally said her name. I think I muted. I think I censored did it that you, one time. I don't know. I don't remember. We're going to go ahead and, and pretend like I haven't said it before. Um, We're doxing also, your wife. <laughs> and also friend of the podcast, Megan, saw it with us and also my former roommate. And we saw both this last weekend. And uh, go ahead. Megan, comma, and former oh, roommate. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Megan is not my former roommate. <laughs> um okay so i'm gonna kick it off with um so i'm gonna i'm gonna as far as just like introducing them i'm gonna do star wars stuff and rachel will do transformers so the new hope star wars episode four new hope the original film what do you think rachel barbie oppenheimer um oh wait i forgot there's a middle ground yeah asteroid city yeah um man it's it's tough because it's it's relatively lighthearted, especially compared to some of the other stuff we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is about a pretty simple-minded, innocent character wanting to leave their home and go out into the darker, bigger world. It's very Barbie. 
Um, but there also is a death-destroying machine in it, which is a lot of Star Wars and a lot of Transformers as well, but it's the original one, but it's not about the person who created it. It's about the people being affected by it, which Oppenheimer doesn't deal with at all. Mm-hmm. And if you want to consider Barbie kind of a destruct a method of destruction as well if you're a woman which is kind of an element of that movie i would say it leans pretty and no one's really depressed in new hope there's plenty of depressed characters throughout all of star wars but new hope everyone's pretty lively or evil but like happy being evil like we don't know darth vader's depressed yet so i would <laughs> everyone is depressed in asteroid city um <laughs> i i would put it firmly and in, in, uh, closer to barbie than anything see, else see, okay so my initial was right i was like i don't know you just look at young Mark Hamill, and I'm like, yeah. I'm going to keep a running tab of how many we do for each one. So we got Barbie, Asteroid City, and Oppenheimer. So one Barbie for me, and one Asteroid City for Rachel. Okay. What's next, Rachel? Are we alternating? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you're, um, you're fine. You're I'm going to start. So I want to do the shows first because I haven't seen all the Transformers shows. So I don't know if we sh- will do all of them. Let's just do the ones we've each seen. Like not necessarily like you can do Prime. I've never seen Prime, but like what I've only seen mm-hmm. one show. So that's the only thing I can talk I've about. Sent you, I've sent you clips on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to start with ye old G1 Transformers. Uh-huh. Barbie. <laughs> it's pretty. Well, I don't, oh, man. Why do you think that? You've seen enough episodes. <laughs> oh, Goofy, man. good-natured. There's like, yeah. there's like mild stakes. I mean, the stakes mm-hmm. are kind of are like kind of high, but Goofy. Uh, yeah, you know what? The bright colors, the toy. It's based off a toy. It's not dealing with super darker themes. No one. Yeah, yeah. It's a Barbie. Okay, so over to. Uh, Empire Strikes Back. I mean, if New Hope is Barbie, you almost have to say Empire is Oppenheimer. I guess. Um, I feel uh, like that's... Yeah. That would probably be mine. I'm trying to think if I could... If I mean, I think a lot of these would honestly be Asteroid City just because they're kind of in the middle. Because nothing is quite... Like, they're really... These two films are really unsupported. But as far as the spectrum of Star Wars, like... Um, as far as Star Wars is concerned, Empire is darker and there is a lot more sadness in it. Um, people are actually dealing with tough things. Um, in, in, you know, Oppenheimer has a lot of like, especially towards the latter half of the movie, him having these visions of horrible Mm -hmm. things happening, which is very much one of the most famous scenes of Empire Strikes Back. Luke having the image of him fighting. So yeah, um seen his head i would say that really puts it over for me exactly so that puts it over to oppenheimer for me as well so that's one oppenheimer for me and one for rachel what's next should we do beast wars i just want to make fun of beast wars any chance (laughs) i have you know i've never seen it in clips any chance to see beast wars i will gladly take that chance um it's technically beast era because there's beast wars and then beast wars 2 and beast wars is the awful yes 3d animated and beast wars is like two and it's just not as popular um I haven't seen it. I would say that show, the man who made it, the moment he saw it, he should have thought to himself, I am become death, destroyer of worlds. I'm putting it under Oppenheimer. 
there is apparently one episode that's very existential pricey <laughs> and creation. So I think probably Oppenheimer for the pure horror that it is. <laughs> okay. So we're now at Return of the Jedi, which I think nicely splits. Asteroid City. Yeah, I, I agree. It's got <laughs> goofy stuff and silly stuff in it, but it also like what Luke's going through underneath it. Any of the stuff with... Uh, Oh, but he's such a goofy villain, though. There isn't really a villain in Oppenheimer specifically. Um, Harry S. Truman. But it is, <laughs> you know, you you think the the movie does start to switch towards being a little bit more from Darth Vader's perspective. He's much more of a character than he is in New Hope, and he's ultimately, you could almost say Darth Vader is the is the quote-unquote protagonist of mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi in the sense of he's the character who goes through the most change, has mm-hmm. the biggest character arc, even though he's not in the first act. He's the one who has the biggest decision at the end. And um, him having to deal with the regret, deal with the the pain, deal with what he's done is very Oppenheimer. Um, but obviously there's also Ewoks in it, which is very Barbie. So, and, uh, so yeah, I would go Asteroid City as well. So that's my first one. In your second one. All right, what do you got next, Rachel? All right, I'm skipping some because I haven't seen... Go we for haven't it. Seen some. But this is probably one you recognize, Transformers Animated. I know v- almost nothing about it. My... my well, I feel, You're a kid growing up and you watch TV on Saturdays. You probably... Did you ever see commercials? I, no, I didn't watch any Transformers and I don't think it was on... I didn't have cable growing oh, up. Yeah. So I don't... I didn't really see anything about Transformers. Like well, anything when I was a kid. Well, I'm going Barbie. On this. Oh yeah, I'm going Barbie. I can definitely see that. It's very, it's 2D animated, very bright and colorful. I totally un- understand why you're saying that. Okay, a lot of um, people love it. I've heard good things about it. The Phantom Menace. Ah, uh, you know, like visually, it, it's a lot darker than the original Star Wars. Um, so it's a little, little more Oppenheimer with that sense. Um, there's a lot of talking, a lot of politics. That's all very Oppenheimer. Um. It's about the origin of someone who would go on to create mass destruction. Also very Oppenheimer. But it also has Jar Jar Binks in it. I feel like it's... F- Continue, sorry. Um, what, but what I was about to say is... Asteroid... I mean, Oppenheimer is not free of its silly characters. Like, there's a lot of characters of various personalities. No, it's good. A uh, lot of various personalities in Oppenheimer. Like... The movie is not devoid of comedy. It's not devoid of humor, especially like the guy. Uh, like the actor's last name is Crumholtz, who plays his best friend. Crum. Cr- <laughs> Stop that! It's a personal <laughs> joke. That doesn't make any sense. Um, he. Um, friends are gonna kick out. He of has that friends one. who are lighthearted characters. Um, it's obviously mostly a dark film, but so I think. I would say Phantom Menace is surprisingly more Oppenheimer than anything, in my opinion. What do you think? Barbie. Uh, please explain. Well, first of all, Jar Jar is a pretty big contender. I understand. The pod <laughs> racing section. Sure, is sure, just sure. Very, mm, mm. I don't, I mean. Fair enough. That- I think it's just there are enough. I don't know. It just feels very Barbie to me. Maybe it's maybe because I associate it when I was younger mm-hmm. to around the time that I was still playing with Barbies. Um, you know, but, n- 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 
uh, Padme is very Barbie with all her different yes, costumes. She is. I saw Padme Barbies at a recent secondhand store. Uh huh. Like uh-huh. 1990s, and I was like, "Ooh, that might Those, be expensive." That's interesting. I've never thought about. I've, obviously, I never personally came into encounter with a lot of Star Wars Barbies. That's probably one of the very few times those have ever existed. Her queen dress. Yeah. Um, but so it's just it feels very Barbie to me. It is in this isolated town desert that has its own you know Mm -hmm. own little personal problems but not really largely affected by the outside world Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. a blonde character goes out into the big wide world and wreaks havoc uh, (laughs) later on yeah yeah you know what that's a really good argument because it it, it's structured the movie starts on naboo they go to a more political darker world and come back Mm -hmm. to that world to try to save it is this this movie's weirdly like it's like it's not blended like Asteroid City, but it has elements of both. Are we the Barbies? <laughs> I love it. That one was that one was probably really one of the most interesting ones on this list. What do you got next? <laughs> it's technically the Aligned series, but it's it's Transformers Prime. Transformers Prime, one of your favorite cartoons. Period. Would you say? Oh gosh, ooh, that. Ooh. Uh. Like is it like like it's you, up there. you really like this cartoon? It's a lot. it's a lot of its rose colored glasses. Yeah, yeah, it's up there. <laughs> Where does it fall on the spectrum? I gotta give it to Oppenheimer. Okay, explain. It's got some kind of dark moments. Um, existential dread, especially kind of towards some in like uh, seasons two and three, like world ending stakes. Like, mm, yeah. So, there you go. Like, planet destroyed stakes. <laughs> like, atmospheric ignition <laughs> vibes Ooh, well that's okay a little bit. yeah um oh, also i should probably have said this up top spoilers for oh, barbie spoilers asteroid for city barbie. in oppenheimer <laughs> it's gonna be very difficult because I, why i say that right now is oppenheimer the movie literally ends with him having images of a potential nuclear war yeah like not not like the missiles flying through the atmosphere um so yeah i can i think what you're saying makes a lot of sense is that, is that anything else you want to say about that? I feel like the Aligned series, I got to do all three. So there are okay. three canonically in this series okay. for some weird reason. And they all look different. So there's Prime and then <laughs> Rescue Bots. That's Barbie. <laughs> yeah. No that's, explanation needed on that Barbie. one. And I am, then there's Robots in Disguise, which I haven't seen. I think I watched one episode and I went, I'm good. Um it is I don't since I haven't seen it, but I've heard like it's it's not great, but it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. It's probably Asteroid City. Not saying that Asteroid City is not great, not terrible, but it feels like Yeah, it it totally falls totally, in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Anything that's kind of neutral or, or mediocre is probably gonna fall in the middle like that. Um okay. Attack of the Clones, which is a movie that is already tonally all over the place. You have all of the Naboo stuff, which is really pretty, very I don't like sand. <laughs> Ironic, uh, ironically, between Barbie and Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer has way more romance in it, way more character. Because yeah. Barbie is actively anti-romance. You have Ken is obsessed with Barbie, but it's not returned. Mm-hmm. So that's but first half of Attack of the Clones is kind of like that. Yeah, man. <laughs> Oh, I love Barbie. Barbie's a funny movie. It makes me funny to think we about. We enjoyed Barbie. It was Ken good. is an incredible metaphor for so many male characters. He's Kenoff. Anakin. That's what's that's making me laugh. Yeah. And we're, man, it's going to come around really hard when we talk about <laughs> Kylo. 
Uh, <laughs> I sent you. Did I send you that picture? Memes. Yes, a lot of memes about Kylo this week and Ben and Ken. Um, Anakin is very kin-like in Anna, how just Anna empty. Is. <laughs> Anakin. <laughs> very good. Very good. Um, man. Uh, but there's also um, quite a bit of underlying romance going on in Asteroid City as well. Uh, but see, Asteroid City doesn't have a lot of violence in it. Uh, but Barbie and Oppenheimer both do. There's a lot of action, Ast- it, different Ast- kinds of action. Asteroidheimer. <laughs> I should say, actually, Oppenheimer doesn't really have any action. It has implied. Uh-huh, right? They yeah. talk about horrible things, but it's not really seen very much. Barbie has a lot more action. Um, you know, the... The final "quote unquote" battle in Barbie between the Kins would put it a little more towards Attack of the Clones, but also all of this stuff is gonna have a final battle. But um, I don't know. What are you feeling? I, I'm I'm really mixed on this. I me too. Because my first initial thought is like Barbie because of like the can the like canniness. Mm-hmm. But <sighs> then you throw in the Battle of Geonosis, and it's like that's. Mm. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. There's an underlying element of the talking about the dis, uh, dis, the construction of the Death Star, but you know the colors, the CGI world. Whereas like Barbie's intentionally about this uncanny world. Yeah. Attack of the Clones is unintentionally about it, though. The construction of the clones, very. It's, but it's, it's not really about that. It's there, but it's like. But then again, it does kind of put it a little bit more into, into Oppenheimer territory. But I would say it's like 25% Oppenheimer, 75% Barbie for me. So I'd have to go Barbie. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's what I was leaning towards. All right, what do you got next? Cyberverse, which is a 2018 series. Um, I've heard things about this show. Um, And I've heard probably not good things. Not like, it's just not great. So we're going to go with Barbie again for cyberverse okay you're gonna have a lot more than me <laughs> i'm gonna have so much barbie um if you've seen any of these and i'm wrong <laughs> let me know yeah please um if you have any you you vehemently disagree with us about please if you have beef with our <laughs> alignment uh throw it in the comments email us any or dm us anything you want to do revenge of the sith i think you could make lots of arguments but it really it's i think it's a pretty obvious oppenheimer mm-hmm it's, yeah. it's about Anakin. It's about him going down a dark path for a reason he thinks is good, but ultimately ends in the death of millions um, and contributes to the power of a new superpower. Um, I don't, you know, obviously there is action in it. There is beautiful costumes. Anakin is a kin. <laughs> and he's a total doofus. And he does all this for the woman he loves, which is very Barbie. Ken's whole plotline in Barbie is that he, out of his, his Ken's love... Ken's whole personality is Padme. Yeah, exactly. Cameron was exactly. allergic to that Sorry. take. <laughs> I sneezed. <laughs> um, Anakin and, Bar- and Ken's storylines are really similar. Bit mm. Bar- Ken does all that he does because he's afraid of losing Barbie. Mm. And he demolishes the hierarchical structure of Barbie land out of his love for Barbie. And that's exactly what Anakin does. I don't think it's enough to override the the very Oppenheimer story elements of this. Order 66. (laughs) (laughs) And also Oppenheimer is about, he kind of ends up alienating everyone in his life. But wait, Order 66, 
the clones were brainwashed. It's Just true. like the Barbies. It's true. That's true. There is an army of brainwashed clones, which is very Barbie. Uh, mm. But Oppenheimer is very much about him pretty much isolating every single person in yeah. his life, which is also what Anakin ends up doing. And yeah. Oppenheimer's, if not his true love, one of his loves ends up dying um, in a very sad and kind of loses a character that actually loses the will to live. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That's actually a conspiracy on whether or not. Yeah, that's outside the scope of this that's podcast. I'd like to talk to you about podcast. that in real parts, but I, I Anyways, didn't hear about listen that. to our second podcast about <laughs> government conspiracies. We'll see how long we can make it last. <laughs> We're bringing, bringing back the Alex Jones. <laughs> no! <laughs> um, so, yeah, okay. So, that's, is that yeah, you agree got, on Oppenheimer yeah, on I that? Yeah, I gotta get to Oppenheimer. Okay, what do you got next? Earthspark, which is the current on-running show. This one is very much for younger but I haven't seen... I've heard it's got some good moments. But I... F- Based on what I've seen, I would almost maybe put it Asteroid City. Okay. Cool, cool. Okay. The, now, this is not... There's a cartoon I've not seen the entirety of. Um, you know, in a Seven... So, it's Clone Wars, the cartoon. It's too long of a show... But even, you know, I was thinking about just doing season seven, because mm-hmm. I know we've both seen that. But even mm-hmm. that, the story arcs in that are so different. So I just like your general impression of the Clone Wars cartoon. When you think of the whole show, where would you land it? Asteroid City. I agree. Yeah, that, it's just, it deals with a little bit of everything. Asteroid City is about a bunch of different characters. Mm-hmm. It jumps back and forth between these characters, and each story is a little bit different. Some are a little bit better than others, which is very Clone Wars. Some are darker. It deals with darker timelines. And then you get the Jar Jar arcs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Ad- Asteroid City for Clone Wars, and a good take. Um, obviously, there would be individual episodes that are different. Yes. And before you say it, Umbara, yes, is Oppenheimer. Um <laughs> We get it. (laughs) (laughs) What do you got next? I'm going to move on to the movies now because I skipped some of the shows. Yes. Um, So we're going to start with um, the the original. uh, Oh, sorry. Like the original 1984 Transformers film. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's got far too much energy to be anything other than Barbie. Yeah, it's got so much energy. But dang it. See, there's another world ending thing in there. Is it Asteroid City? (sighs) See... Asteroid City doesn't really deal with world ending at all. It's very low. I, I know, like, Asteroid, I didn't really, Asteroid City was just meant to be in the middle, but also I like, because I've seen Asteroid City, I like to think about that movie as well. But, um, whereas you do have a world-destroying thing that is stopped at the end. Mm-hmm. Oppenheimer's about the persistence of this thing. I believe we did. Say again? I believe we did. That's the last line in Oppenheimer. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. We, I, Yeah, absolutely. So everything is high energy, lots of fun characters, lots of fun worlds, meant to sell a toy. I think you got to, for me, I got to go uh, Barbie for the animated movie yeah. from 1986. The soundtrack. It's the soundtrack. Oh, the soundtrack yeah. Just yeah, good call. Good call. Okay, what do you got next? Oh, no, it's me. Sorry. Uh, Star Wars Rebels. I, while it is darker than Clone Wars on average. Oh, you're gonna rustle some jimmies with that one. Maybe not rustle some jimmies, but people can get up and up in arms about Rebels versus Clone Wars. 
Yeah, I know. Because Star Wars fans <laughs> are dumb. Look, you like to like both. You like to like one or the other. I just don't... Per- like, I'm not going to say that Clone Wars doesn't deal with dark subject matter. But, like, Clone Wars is... I mean, Rebels is clearly a lot more focused of a show than mm-hmm. Clone Wars. It, it Rebels is about a core group. There's no, there's no, there's no episode or run of episodes that are about someone who's not the main group character mm-hmm. of Rebels. One of the main characters. So it's a lot more focused. But nonetheless, I still don't think I could put it in the. Oh, maybe it is in the more in the middle. Maybe it is more of an Astro City in the sense of it's in the middle. I think it's more in the middle. But there are definitely episodes that lean towards towards each one especially mm-hmm. towards the end of season three and four do we not get a couple of orbitable or- <laughs> bombardments That's true yeah you know i think d- having to deal with the ambiguity of war that's mm-hmm. kind of a fun element mm-hmm. of rebels is everyone has a different perspective on how to solve the problem of the empire and well they all think it needs to be done like oppenheimer everyone agrees the nazis have to be taken care of but everyone disagrees by what means so i think that's very oppenheimer but obviously and and you also have a character like chopper who is a weapon of mass destruction (laughs) but also there's obviously lightheartedness to it's a very colorful show rebels there's a lot of fun in there Mm -hmm. as well there's a lot of humor Mm -hmm. so i does in the sense of it's in the middle but also asteroid city deals with lots of different characters and the consequences of their lives so i do think it it lands and because yeah. um but also i think pushes a little bit t- closer to oppenheimer as well mm-hmm. rebels is these characters have to deal with the fallout and, of their actions and i think because rebels is so focused on the same cast it's easier it maybe not easier but it's easier to see how it aligns more with a biopic mm-hmm. because it's so focused on these characters we see them go grow through the seasons and so you can argue that we see that happen in clone wars but I'm going to be honest, I watched Clone Wars and Rebels all for the first time in the same year. Mm-hmm. And I felt like Rebels characters had more growth because of the consistency aligned mm-hmm. to their stories and screen time versus the arc style of Clone Wars. The arc style was fine. It worked out. You get some really good stories. But I, like, I, will, I will always say the highs of Clone Wars are really good, but the lows are low. Yeah, I agree. So, where are you? Where are you, where are you falling at? Oh, I'm for putting it Rebel in. One, for, sorry, mostly Rebels. probably for like Asteroid City. Yeah, agreed. Cool. Okay. Um, what do you got next? Revenge of the Fallen. Revenge. Do we have to rank it? Wait. We haven't talked about the 2007 movie yet. Oh, you're right. I actually skipped it. Sorry, the 2007 <laughs> Transformers. Oh, interesting. What are, What are your initial thoughts? Would you put this in the Barbie category? Okay, so it is mostly tied up nicely. Most the, the characters are all pretty happy. It's about a main character who's living a very blissful, normal life, enters into a new world, and has to integrate into that world. Um, a lot of bright, fun colors, fun characters. Um, a love interest who is... Yeah, you know, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I I don't I don't know if you could really find much. Open, I guess. Other than the sense, you do have a lot of different Op- storylines. Timus Heimer. <laughs> That's hysterical. That's <laughs> really funny. Can uh, I tweet that just that please word? Please do. Please do. <laughs> no That's just so good. 
You should do it right now before you even forget. Um, yeah, like... Oh, Oppenheim- I need to be on the right Twitter account to do it. Oppenheimer is a bunch of people trying to approach this problem from different directions, and that is in Transformers. Optimus Heimer. <laughs> Love it. <Just> send. <laughs> it's really good. Like uh, no, it so- won't. That's very on brand for us. Don't even joke. Now, if the official op, if the official <laughs> Oppenheimer account tweeted that, that would be phenomenal. Uh, now, can you imagine so- if it got retweeted by Christopher Nolan? Dude, he's a goofy guy. We made it, Cameron. If you have it, just side note: if if you're in, if you are interested, Christopher, in Christopher Nolan, Nolan, if you're listening to this, he in an interview recently said that one of his. Like if he, he, they asked him if you're scrolling through cable, what movies do you stop and watch? On that list for him, like he listed two movies or did two different things. He said, uh, Stanley Kubrick films, which is really obvious if you know anything about him, or like a great comedy, in, such as Talladega Nights. And another interview, he talked about briefly, uh, Roderick Rules, the. Uh, uh, Diary would be kid movie. So that's probably because he's got kids. I would guess. Hey, do you know the not. guy who plays Roderick is in Oppenheimer? I think that's why it came up. But so he's he watched that. And went. I want this man <laughs> in my next. Totally film. off topic. Anyways, um, Christopher Nolan, man, if you're listening to this, can we be extras in your next movie? <laughs> I I cannot in good conscience say that Transformers is Asteroid City. Uh, Transformers 2007 is Asteroid City, much less Oppenheimer. So I've got to go Barbie. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay, so next up is Star Wars Episode Seven, The Force Awakens. Oh, are are we saving the stories, the solo stories for later? I'm going in release order oh, for yeah, all of this. Um, forgot about that. I mean, it's Barbie all it the is way. Pretty Barbie. I mean, Ray and Barbie are pretty similar characters. They go on an adventure to a new world and learn a lot about themselves. And they have a man pursuing them who is way off base about a lot of stuff. <laughs> about a lot of things. <laughs> mm. Hey, Kylo Ren might be a scumbag, but Ken so- Ben Solo, he's been off. Oh <laughs> All right, we've nice. got another Barbie. All right, what's next? Revenge of the Fallen. <laughs> Good lord, this movie. Uh, do we even have Trash to rank can. this one as bad? Oh, what even? Because when we rank these, we're not saying like whether it's good or bad. No, no, no. It's no, just like not. what thematically yeah. they kind of resemble. And this oh is my just... Gosh. Uh, it's not deep enough to... Oh my God. Can I say abstain? But yeah. much like, I guess, much like the reason I put Beast Wars on Oppenheimer... Um, I think that you could consider Revenge of the Fallen a weapon horrific. of mass destruction. <laughs> so Wait, I'm, it had a it had a planet killing weapon of mass destruction. Yeah. I think the movie itself uh, is caused far more destruction to worst. careers, worst. Uh, our, people's wallets, <laughs> expectations of of what you should see at the theater. I'm going Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer solely for the fact that you leave, you finish watching it, and you have an existential breakdown every time, <laughs> like. Uh, Cillian Murphy did when he looked at the camera in Oppenheimer. Yes, the eyes of a scarred trauma. <laughs> yeah, if you imagine, that. if you imagine that everyone watching Fa- Revenge of the Fallen is going through similar things as as Cillian Murphy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I so, am become dead. <laughs> I am become mad watcher of Revenge of the Fallen. <laughs> 
Okay, wait, what's your final vote? Yeah, I, I guess. Not fun. Actually, before I do the official ranking, here's what I would akin it to. Um, Harry Styles' performance in Dunkirk. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. <laughs> Explain. I don't like Harry Styles' performance in Dunkirk. And I think it's bad. <laughs> Anyways, I guess I have to put it by, like, I guess through closer to Oppenheimer for the pure horror that this film is. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm I'm looking to see. Um, <laughs> oh, thought about making a sound of freedom joke, but I'm not gonna go oh. there. I'm not gonna go there. That's a little too edgy. Uh, I'm looking to see if there's a. You know what? Weirdly enough, no one has talked about if there was any other movies released this last week, uh, along with Barbenheimer. Are we gonna rank the Lego Star Wars specials on this? No. Um. <laughs> So, sorry, I'm just going on, on here to see. He's not sorry. I don't know what any of these movies are. Um, Wait, the Teenage Kraken one came out. That was like a month ago. What? <laughs> I thought that just came <laughs> it, it, out. That came out in June, baby. That just came out. Um, do you know, there's a movie called Return to Dust, which is what uh, watching Revenge <laughs> of the Fallen made me want to do. Um, okay. Mm. Um, so, we are now to Last Jedi. Well, I mean... That's very Oppenheimer. Well, let me, let me, I mean, it's an obvious joke to make uh, with it, how much it contrasts with, 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 sorry, with Revenge of the Fallen. No, not Revenge of the Fallen. Force Awakens. But on, taken on its own merit. Um, on one hand, uh, sorry, I'm totally blanking. My brain is like so far off right now. Uh, Kylo Ren has to come to face with a lot of the stuff he's done. Um, but that's also his storyline continues to be very close to, uh, to Ken's in the Barbie movie. And Ray continues to be on a storyline very similar to Barbie. There's a lot of fun characters, a lot of silly characters. Um, you do have a, uh, a woman who's a little off a rocker, um, kind of sim, which is Rose, Kind of similar to Florence Pugh's character in Oppenheimer. But also, that's very Asteroid City as well. Just characters who are a little off. Um, characters going on all sorts of little adventures is very Barbie and Asteroid City. Um, man, I, I don't know if there's really that much similar to Oppenheimer. I feel it. like what puts it into Oppenheimer territory for me is the Canto Bite scene. Because you have this mm. interesting commentary on war of... In, of who war impacts directly and oh. indirectly mm. and mm. who's not really affected by it because you have the people at Canto Bight who are just, they are, they're truly in the middle and they are going where the prophets lead them. There's not so much war profiteering in Oppenheimer, but we see these two um, populations who are rather unaffected in, directly by war. The people at hmm. Canto Bight are, you know, they have, they are selling. So they're just making profits. They are winning no matter what. And you kind of, and they're, they're separated from it. You know, they're like, they're just doing whatever their rich thing, gambling. Hmm. And then you have Oppenheimer where Oppenheimer's effect from the war is not, excuse me, the war, the war's effect on him is not direct because in Oppenheimer, you have this... In okay, I'm not going to go on a tangent for too long. You have this interesting balance of... 
how far are you willing to go for personal gain, gain and at what cost? Oppenheimer's was academically related, knowledge related. And granted, there is probably some, you know, there's probably some, uh, insp- you know, inspiration or dedication because the Nazis, you know, op- you know, then like, but so you kind of have this interesting war commentary on the more gray areas. Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a really fair argument um, for sure. It's just, I guess for me, while that's mm-hmm. a really good argument, it's such a small part of the movie. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the film deals so directly with the characters, vast mm-hmm. variety of characters. I think it, for me, I would say Asteroid City. Where are you falling? I think I'm going to go Oppenheimer. All right. What do you got next? Dark of the Moon, which we haven't covered yet on our podcast, but we will at some point after we've recovered. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Um, what what are you thinking? So Darker the Mood definitely takes a darker turn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know. I really think Optimus becomes death for a couple Ooh, characters in this, that, char- in this That's movie. a really good argument. I just like, I think due to lack of resemblance to barbie or asteroid city mm-hmm. it almost defaults to oppenheimer but i think but then it doesn't like off the top of my head it doesn't really resemble oppenheimer other than the fact that they're trying to destroy the world again but optimus himself is on a war path in this movie he is pissed <laughs> he's pissed. he's like i died once I, they brought me back to life i'm not happy about it <laughs> you're killing my friends um, yeah um this movie's not fresh in my mind at all, but I think that that enough is to put it over to Oppenheimer. We'll, we'll see if it's correct when we watch it. Okay. So you go going Oppenheimer? Uh-huh. Doesn't this look like Death Destroyer of Worlds, this poster? <laughs> look how menacing he is. <laughs> um, That's what I say when I see my cat. They do demolish a city in that one. <laughs> Chicago is wrecked Rip after that Chicago. one. Um, okay. <laughs> um oh i okay so solo han solo now uh well technically solo a star wars story i almost said solo a han story (laughs) (laughs) Uh hey speaking of uh of han Uh of um aldrick oh yeah (laughs) i was sitting here wondering if there was any star wars character actors in, in these movies i couldn't remember one alden ehrenreich is a small but pivotal character in oppenheimer I'm so sorry, Alden Ehrenreich. Every time this podcast, I, every time I mention your name, I mix up your name. It sounds so like sorry. an like a an anagram, like yes. someone like took a bunch of letters and mixed them up. Yeah. Um, though I thought you were about to apologize to me because in the middle of Oppenheimer, this very serious focused film, you just like tap. She's sitting behind me. She tapped on my Rachel tapped on my head and went, "Is that a a a a a solo?" <laughs> Right in the middle of a scene. I'm so sorry. The whole movie's filled with scenes. <laughs> but you were, it was the middle of a conversation, like a ca- character conversation. I was like, I don't really mind her interrupting a scene, but like her spending half this time not being able to think of what she wants to say. <laughs> See, I was going to mess up his Rachel. name. <laughs> um, yeah, he's, I really hope this kind of reignites his career yes. as a film actor because hey, he's so good. Rumors he could come back for... Um... Oppenheimer 2. <laughs> electric boogaloo oh my god <laughs> no. oh this time we're gonna make the bomb with electricity it's about no, oppenheimer no. 2 is about oppenheimer and tesla no, teaming um, up to make a death ray he might come back in dave filoni's move, movie seven six i and would a half. love that 
I hope so. Okay, so what the heck? Oh, you, so we're talking about Solo. <laughs> totally <laughs> lost track. Um, very fun movie for the most part. A little dark at times. It does deal with the criminal underworld, but honestly, it's a bunch of fun characters in different locations dealing with variety of topics. Um, dealing with characters past. It it feels like it's also. Um, Barbie and Asteroid City are both very meta. They're dealing with story structure. And I feel like Solo is one of the most meta Star Wars things because it's dealing with other genres a lot more directly. Like, it's like clearly like he drops into a Western, he drops into a war movie, he drops in. Like, it feels very much like it's referencing here's the movies George Lucas liked. So, in that sense, I would say Asteroid City for Solo. I was thinking Asteroid City too. Cool, cool, cool. And where does that bring us for Transformers? Age of Extinction. Oh, jeez. Okay. So can we can we start the Harry Styles performance and dunk category? <laughs> I don't like it. Um, so uh, it's it's a lot lighter than the last couple. I think um, it is about. It's very much a comer- more of a commercial than any of them because there's an infamous scene where. Stanley Tucci has the like nanobot things and starts creating beats my little pony <laughs> a gun <laughs> which feels very barbie um in that sense um the only redeeming in this film is Stanley Tucci he yeah that it's is so true the film. um it's got robot dinosaurs which is not something you would see in a show City up or 2 or... <laughs> hours into the film i feel like when we watch it i'll bring it i'll bring it up when we watch it cuz it's iconic I guess, like, in a sense, you could say this one and a couple other Transformers movies, they're the quote-unquote boy version of Barbie. Like, they're boy Barbie movies. G.I. Joe? <laughs> yes. Also, I mean, <laughs> very similar. Um, not nearly as deep or, or intentional, but I would say um, out of lack of options, I would put uh, Age of Extinction under Barbie. Yeah. M- minus... The part where Minus Optimus, the fun. <laughs> yes, Optimus just kills a guy. Uh, is it Kelsey Grammer's character? I think just in the middle of a battle, looks over, shoots him, and keeps going. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's that's cold blooded. <laughs> but other than that, um, yeah, going Barbie on this one. Are you agreeing with that? Yes. Okay. Hilarious. Um, okay, so that leads us to the Mandalorian. Um, um, we missed one. So I'm going in release order again. Um, it's kind of close. Technically, Mandalorian came out before Rise of Skywalker. Rogue. Oh shoot, I did skip Rogue One. <laughs> so I'm like, bro. Yes, sorry, I did skip the one, one. That's the most obvious. <laughs> yes, thank you. Take a step back, Rogue One. <laughs> Um, I was confused why you went to Solo. I was like, yeah. do I really not know? I mean, release? it's literally about now. It he's a secondary character, but it is about a character who creates a world destroying machine and being sad about it, and everyone else also having to deal with it. Um, so I think of all the ones on this list, this is the most directly and literally Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. <laughs> um, any argument you could make. Um, Forrest Whitaker looks fabulous as uh, he does. Uh, all the characters, a lot of characters look fabulous in this movie. In, in op- they do. It's so good. <laughs> and uh, any any other arguments in in that 
sense um as a girl main character <laughs> girl girl um and she's kicking <laughs> all up and down this movie for sure we have the story of what okay okay yes oppenheimer was about a team but one man's achievement impacting millions billions yeah yeah the repercussions of that and how um how the government takes things or, okay 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 let me specify but how um he's made this super weapon and he doesn't have any say in how it's actually going to be used yeah that's a really good point yeah uh, galen yeah, urso definitely definitely so yeah i think it's it's pretty obvious oppenheimer for rogue one we could have gotten some galen urso staring into the distance if they hadn't killed him <laughs> I am become Death Star, literal <laughs> destroyer of worlds. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, where are we at with Transformers? Oh, the last night. Oh man, it just keeps getting worse. Oh man, but also better at the same time. I freaking love this movie. Anthony Hopkins, though. Anthony Hopkins giving a very Barbie performance, Don't... a very Wes Anderson performance with how high energy it is. Actually, this is the most revisionist history of Transformers. It's so good. That would be a very wes anderson joke it to is. like making joke like inserting weirdness into human history like uh-huh. a wes anderson quote-unquote wes anderson version of history mm-hmm. it's not very uh asteroid city specifically but the movie is almost its own version of 1950s america mm-hmm. um it and sorry <laughs> it took a second to land <laughs> had to absorb that one <laughs> um and as similarly, Asteroid City is is very much drawing attention to the fact that you're watching a movie. It mm. it has like title cards and it has this this outer structure about a play. Um, that is the movie itself is supposed to be a play, and I feel like uh, the last night draws a lot of attention to the fact that you're watching a movie, not necessarily directly, but like that. it's such a movie, and it's also a, it's also referencing other movies. In like much like I said with Solo, um, but then I did I end up okay. Yeah, I said Solo was Asteroid City. Last night is so clearly ripping off other movies. Yeah. Like it is, it is Civil War. It is Batman v Superman. It is mm-hmm. Suicide Squad. We get Stanley Tucci again. Yeah, yeah, briefly. For yeah. Some reason. Oh man, but that and that opening is very yeah. So I would say Asteroid City for last night. Yeah. Nice. All right, where are we at? So that's Transformers. We are now at Mandalorian. TV shows are a little bit harder because they're a little bit more uh, tonally mixed. But, uh, man, he's a fabulous dresser. And it's about him upgrading his costume and getting new parts and uh, deprogramming Access- some of his... Accessories. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, he you know... A- he gets a cute little pet. Is there a cute little pet in Barbie? In every animated Barbie movie, they have a cute well, little and, sidekick. But in this specific Barbie movie, there's like mm. no animals, though. They make reference to the dog, but the dog itself is like fake. But here's mm. what I will say. Again, spoilers for Asteroid City. There are two scenes with a stop-motion alien in it. Oh. And it's, it, it, he shows up and he's a scene stealer. And he's one of, I think, a lot of people's favorite scenes in the movies. He's so... He doesn't talk at all in the scene, the movie that comes to a complete halt. There's no noise or anything. Is it the it's same hilarious. trauma from uh, Sixth Sense or it's, whatever? It's similar, is but it it's funny same? instead. It's really, that's a funny <laughs> reference. It's very similar, but it's funny instead. instead. Of traumatizing children <laughs> for years. Um, so Mandalorian, 
Uh, obviously deals with some dark stuff, but I would say nothing near on the Oppenheimer level. Um, but it's not really light and silly and self-aware like Barbie. Um, but I would say um, between the, the various adventures and the alien, it goes, for me, it's Asteroid City. I was going to say Asteroid City, too, because it's kind of Western. Oh, good call. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. So quick update on the scores. I am deadlocked at 777, um, and you are at 1098. That, that's Barbie, Asteroid City, Oppenheimer. A lot of the shows 10, got 9, Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so where are you at with Transformers? Bumblebee. Oh, okay. Wow, interesting. So it definitely feels like it has a small scale of an Asteroid City, but... Um, I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I'm kind of. Well, it's got a girl in the lead character. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is. Girl. It is very. Whereas, I think if you if you if you throw out the asteroid city of it, just like Barbie. To, to Oppenheimer. Just looking at those two, that scale. Uh, I think that Bumblebee was designed to be significantly lighter. Uh-huh. It is very light. Yes. It is very fun. Like, there aren't a lot of deaths. There aren't a lot... that It's very funny. It's a lot more silly. John Cena is in both of them. Oh, my gosh. Um, You're right. And I think there's... And the characters are very... Like, you could describe the Decepticons of the Michael Bay movies as cartoony, but they're also very diabolical. But the Decepticons and human villains in Barbie, sorry, in Bumblebee are not nearly as threatening, even though they slice Cliff Jumper in half at the but beginning. They do have Angela Bassett. I do not remember that at she all. Voices, I can't remember. Oh, she's name. a voice. She voices, she voices That's right. Okay. Red Decepticon. Um, so Queen I, behavior. I would say with the light and in relationship uh, on a scale of, if you look at all of Transformers, at least live action, Bumblebee is by far the lightest, by far the yes. most fun. Yes. Um, Bumblebee himself looking Bar- great. Bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> the movie is very much about the clothes, the, the, the fashion of the time. It's very much Barbie is. I mean, okay. So while Oppenheimer and Barbie are very much period, both kind of period pieces. Mm-hmm. Barbie is like supposed to be like 80s, 90s. What are you laughing? What's funny? What's fu- What? make sure to cut this out period piece oh my god <laughs> keep it in keep it in. i'm not cutting out Sorry. that's funny I've hit slap, that's funny I've, I've hit slap happy period piece point. means something that's set in a specific period no of time. way cameron <laughs> god dang it it's not even nine i think you were projecting on your mother when you said that she'd be in bed by nine you want to be in bed by I've nine been tired since 2 p.m <laughs> Uh, Athena, keep all that in. Um, Oppenheimer and Barbie are both definitely about their specific period of time. Whilst Oppenheimer, though, is the 40s, Barbie's 80s and 90s, and Bumblebee is firmly in the, the late 80s. So I would say, for all those reasons I just listed, Bumblebee is a Barbie it's movie. Very, it's, it's very Barbie. Okay, and let me just write. Um, so we are at Rise of Skywalker. Mm. Uh, meant to be tonally more fun than 
Last Jedi, I think. But it's also the it's supposed to be the the conclusion of the Skywalker saga, so it's got more dark elements to it. Um, again, it's it the conclusion of of Ray and Kylo's story, which is which parallels Barbie and Ken's story. Um, what do, what are you feeling? What are you thinking? I think Asteroid City, kind of yep, firmly in the middle. Okay, there's there's a character I want to reference, but I I've tried to reference her before, but I constantly uh, cannot remember this character's name. Let me see if I can find it here real quick. Zori. Oh yeah. The, the Zori. Uh, oh, yeah, Zori. Zori is the she wears armor the whole movie. Just She's, the helmet though. <laughs> and like, and like yeah, a tracksuit like, yeah. and a belt. Um, she's Pose X girl. Pose X flame. She's killing it. That costume is great. Um, uh, everyone's costumes are really, really good in, in Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Rays? Yes. So her, good. I agree. Uh, one of the very few good things about this movie. <laughs> I, I, it's okay. I think it's a mixed bag. Um, I don't hate it like a lot of people do. Um, but I'm also not super. It's definitely the worst of the three, it's in my opinion. Okay. Um. Uh, you have a lot of different characters. You have a lot going on. It is. I Kylo himself is specifically have to deal with the fallout of his actions. Very Oppenheimer, but um, he comes. He turns around, becomes a good guy after making some poor decisions. Very much like some Ken. poor decisions. <laughs> to put it lightly, yeah. To put it lightly, um. I don't know. Following uh, in his father's footsteps, because if you die, you don't have to answer to the war trial. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if I guess, like, logically, of the three of the sequel trilogy, you would put Force Awakens is Barbie, Last Jedi is Oppenheimer, and this is in the middle. But mm-hmm. I put Last Jedi at, at Asteroid City. Mm-hmm. So, man, between Asteroid City and Barbie, I just... I guess for lack of a better option, I gotta go Asteroid City for uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, that's what I would have it as. Not a lot to talk about with that movie anyways. Uh, what do we got next? Rise of the Beasts. Ooh, most recent Transformers movie. Very fresh in our memory. Fresh. Uh, very, again, very 90s. Um, a lot of fun. It's definitely, again, about the world ending. Um, it gets a little dark towards the end and it starts off pretty dark as well with the death of um do you remember like bumblebee no uh the very first scene uh primal's father figure Uh, mm, i can't remember his name it was something that that doesn't narrow it down Uh, i'm gonna google search the other monkey it was it was one it was a one word name because we made fun optimus minor no i don't (laughs) think that's his name there's another character named optimus minor though Mm. That's so funny. I Google searched the other monkey transformer and there was a, maybe I searched the, the other, other, other the other, other monkey transformer. The other monkey transformer. Who is the other ape and transformers? Oh, that got it. Ape link. Yes. Cause we, cause we made fun of it. <laughs> we went, huh? Why did transformers turn into beasts? I want, uh, this is way off topic. Okay. Um, where's this movie land? Um, it's kind of, you know, what I said earlier, movies that are kind of mediocre are probably going to land Asteroid City. This movie's kind of bland, tonally, doesn't have a ton going on. I feel like there's not a lot of deep connections with the individual characters. Yeah. There's not a lot. there. It's hinted at, mm-hmm. but it's not delved into. 
Yeah, you do have different factions going on between the Terracons, the Maximals, the uh, and that that feels a little Barbie. But yeah, I guess if you say it's a movie about a bunch of different characters kind of going about their business, <laughs> that's very Asteroid City. <laughs> um, and in a very toy-esque world. Yeah. Um, for again, lack of a better option, I'm gonna go Asteroid City. Is that you agree with that? Yes. Okay, so back over to Star Wars, The Bad Batch. Oh, I forgot that came out after Rise of Skywalker. Great costumes, fun characters. It's dealing with dark, like it's a dark era for Star Wars, mm-hmm. being right after the the creation of the Empire. But they mostly avoid that. Because they're kind of off doing individual one-off adventures. Crosshair is very Ken. Crosshair is very Ken. Explain. I don't like Crosshair. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's Harry Styles someone, in Dunkirk. Someone <laughs> finding his worth in an ideology. Mm, okay. And throwing everyone else under the bus for it. Interesting. I think that's the only... This is only... also a Crosshair hate podcast, at least 50% of it. How many days has it been since our Crosshair incident? <laughs> oh, no! I should have kept my mouth shut. Oh. <laughs> um, and it's the only situation in which Ken, played by Ryan Gosling, and Crosshair have anything in common. Yes. <laughs> they are very different men. Crosshair doesn't even have hair. <laughs> Ken has incredibly blonde, bright, acid wash hair i almost made that joke too um i i while there is some darker underwriting themes of of bad batch i think it's such a light-hearted cartoon with fun characters and and great costumes and uh just a lot of fun going on Mm -hmm. i gotta put it in barbie yeah me too okay this i think the stakes it's because The stakes weren't as high until really the end. Mm-hmm. True. It's kind of what's working against it. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, do you have any more? Is there any more Transformers? Oh, I think Okay, um, we're almost done. We only got three more. They're just the TV shows. Book of Boba Fett. You know, when I think of Boba Fett, I think of Boba's Boba fabulous stance that he takes where he shoots the missiles. But it is about a bunch of people fighting over a town in the middle of the desert. <laughs> um, and they're in a lot of different personalities, great costumes. Mm-hmm. Um, it is probably the most literally similar to asteroid city. I was plot gonna, wise. I was going to say the same because you have some of the more goofier. Like, I feel like book of Boba Fett has such, I forgot words has such, I don't want to say extremes, but flip flopping of tone between mm. episodes based on who directed them <laughs> yes good good point you've got a lot more of the goofier and fun ones which star wars is fun when it's goofy but then you've Agreed. got some of those then you've got those episodes near the beginning when boba is with the tuscan tribe mm. those are so tonally That's different point yeah. compared to some of the others that i would put it at asteroid city too because it's yeah it's you know so back and forth you know if if the movie if the show was just that 
if it was just that story, that would be very Oppenheimer. Yes. Because he and he becomes death, man. When he, he becomes... wipes out that swoop back by gang with slave one. Yeah, if it was just the tran- the I said Transformer stuff. <laughs> you know, you remember the part of Book of Boba Fett when he <laughs> when got Optimus when Prime he joined up. a tribe of Transformers. Uh no, the, the tribe of Tuscan Raiders. That's very dark and it's not like literally similar to Oppenheimer, but tonally what it did and they all die and he's responsible for it because he taught them to rise up for themselves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a really good point. That almost puts it over to Oppenheimer for me. But when I think about all the other stuff yeah, in the show... Yeah, there's enough <laughs> differences that it's not quite... Um, okay. So, we are at Kenobi now. I think Kenobi is very Oppenheimer. I really think it is, too. We see a very depressed man. Um, <laughs> through six episodes trying to right his wrongs yeah um it's very much singular i mean literally the title is about this one man he's dealing with it's it's all very retroactive but he's dealing with the ghost of what he had to do this is very there's like there's like the third act mm-hmm. of uh of oppenheimer is very kenobi dealing with the problems dealing with the, what he caused he's got a best friend who's betraying him which is very oppenheimer um not knowing who you can trust worried about the next generation i feel like that's a kind of an undercurrent of oppenheimer's like what the people after me what did they have to deal with because mm-hmm. of my actions that's also very kenobi yeah that's uh nice i like that a lot um is there any barbie elements in kenobi <laughs> um i feel like reva's is it mon mothma's no wait sorry i'm wrong show Oops. wrong show <laughs> that's the next <laughs> I'm one too that's ready. Next. i'm too, too ready um hmm uh, oh, I mean, all the uh, little Leia stuff oh, would yeah. go way more into Barbie, for sure. Um, but that's probably about it. Yeah, most of it's pretty dark. Yeah. Okay, uh, our final one for the evening. We have arrived at Andor. <laughs> I mean, that's again, Oppenheimer. very Oppenheimer. <laughs> like after Rogue One, oh, it, yeah. it's the next most obvious. Um, whereas these characters are not directly responsible for it, they are the rebels. They are. The- getting the impact mm-hmm. yeah and you do have certain characters in andor i mean everyone's dealing everyone still is dealing with the fallout of their own actions mm-hmm. everyone in andor has some sort of dark past cassian mm-hmm. oh my gosh they, he's not running from the empire he's running from someone yeah. else and um so that, that's a pretty obvious one. Um, but as you, I, the question, is there any Barbie in it? You already answered that question. <laughs> Mon Mothma's outfits. And oh, Luthen. And Luthen. Luthen is, <sighs> that was one of the best memes I've seen. So was you have a Luthen in, in costume and you have Luthen as he normally looks. And it's Barbie and Oppenheimer. Barbie and Oppenheimer. So <laughs> funny. Oh, man. Actually, I may have already saved that. I may Did, have just spoiled think, one of our memes. Oh, no. Well, I know you didn't make that one because I yeah, saw it too. Uh, um, Did I re- I might have retweeted it on Twitter. So, final score, Cameron, almost perfectly even, as much as it could be. Barbie, 9, Asteroid City, 10, Oppenheimer, 9. Uh, op- what? Uh, Oppenheimer. <laughs> uh, Rachel, Barbie, 12, Asteroid City, 11, Oppenheimer, 10. Mm. Yours is a little skewed a towards little Barbie because you had a bunch of toy commercial cartoons. If you took out like the three you hadn't seen. I know, yeah. Uh, it probably would have little been a bit more even. That may have actually come out tens across the it board. It might have, yeah. Um, I think you had like one that was Asteroid City, I, two. I so it would have, if it was ones you had seen, it'd probably be straight tens. 
interesting how we kind of end up yeah. very even mm. across the board on that um that was tons of fun that i like fun. that um so now we have to do it when ahsoka comes out <laughs> <laughs> is it do we have to do this every from, time from here on out everything new uh, we watch we gotta rank it on the spectrum oh man is this what people talk about when they say on the spectrum they're talking the, about this spectrum bo- of of barbie to oppenheimer <laughs> anyways uh, <laughs> oh get, my gosh uh anyways <laughs> That was fun. If you have any thoughts you'd like to throw out there as to anything on the Star Wars and Transformers franchise, if you want to throw it on this this uh, this spectrum of Barbie to Oppenheimer with Asteroid City in the middle, let us know what you think. Um, any, any last thoughts before we go into our famous segment? Nope. It's, it's not Barbenheimer Minute. It's Meme Minute. But it's longer than a minute. It's been two weeks. Could be an Oppenheimer film since we go long on this part. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully not three hours like Barbenheimer, like Oppenheimer, or five hours like Barbenheimer. (laughs) Barbenheimer, you know, you know, Bob and anyways. uh, But it's also not meme parsec or meme astro second. It's meme minute. What do you got, Rachel? I want to show my TikToks first that I found. Okay, yeah, go for it. If that's okay. I oh, yeah, literally yeah. made this joke in the theater five minutes into the film. Um, <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I literally, I'm so what this is, is it says, so that is the song. Can you hear the music from Oppenheimer? It says oh. literally me after watching Oppenheimer. It is the scene from revenge of the fallen when Sam has his meltdown and his astronomy class uh-huh. and he goes up and starts writing all the cybertronian symbols on the chalkboard i there's a scene in oppenheimer where oppenheimer's lying in bed in college and he sees like this nuclear fission mm-hmm. i leaned toward i leaned to camera and i said is this what sam saw after he touched the cube <laughs> anyways i feel very vindicated validated when you have a thought in a movie and someone else uh makes that meme in neuron, real life neuron meme okay so uh this is this is fun humorously relevant because there's a new movie in this franchise about to come out i'm gonna let you take a quick look at it before i i read it out so what it says is teenage mutant ninja bad batch and it has the bad bat it has the ninja turtles plus uh Ah, uh, shoot. Uh, what is her... I want to call her oh, Rachel. I, I don't remember her name. Um, something... I've, I've uh, Ninja Turtles. Dang it. April O'Neil is her name. Yes. <laughs> I'm looking at a Rachel, and for some reason, my brain could not get off Rachel. Like, don't look at me! Um, and it has uh, Michelangelo as Echo, labeled as Echo, uh, and Leonardo as Hunter, uh, Raphael as Wrecker, Tech as Donatello, and Omega as april o'neill which is it, i mean this is these are the the broad <laughs> love it uh <laughs> those so are the sorry. broad archetypes in a lot of cartoons the smart one the big one the leader i guess echo is the funny one i guess echo and and michelangelo don't really match up and omega is the girl mm-hmm. with the group um so oh, that was a funny observation and kind of a fun way to present it teens mutant into bad yeah, batch cute what do you got Actually, I played it already. <laughs> I think. 
<laughs> what am I looking at? These are fish? These are fish trying to get a bug that's spitting water at it. And it's oh. Sounds. That's cr I didn't know fish could do that. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's really, really funny. So it was Battlefront 2 noises played over fish spitting water at a bug. You gotta, very to nice. drop it down from wherever it's hanging. Yeah. <laughs> that's very great. niche. Very niche. It's funny, though. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> this is another visual meme. I'm going to give Rachel a chance to just look at it. She's just covered her face in shock and horror, but she's also laughing. Um, it's a photo of, I think I've heard this before. It's like a real life Hot Wheels track. Like there's like a live stunt show that's like real life Hot Wheels, but it's the back of Starscream. And then the second image is the front of Starscream and he's holding chip the human character from the cartoon series in a wheelchair implying he's about to push him through the life-size hot wheels which is very funny especially after the last episode that we watched which we had a heavy chip segment <laughs> about chip. chip in his wheelchair just saying the decepticons have treated chip's wheelchair better than most american airlines do <laughs> um this says han's mind while leia's desperately trying to evacuate echo base oh <laughs> uh, for those of you who have not seen barbie that's a song Go that ken it. sings in barbie about his lamenting that barbie does not see him the way he wants to be seen um i think that rachel is already reacting to my next one i like this one because it's very relevant again to our comp oh we both have it <laughs> uh, what is it rachel it is the it is the tile poster from Oppenheimer, but they've photoshopped out Cillian Murphy and put Chopper in it, and then put Choppenheimer. <laughs> so good. There's like this oh, so works good. on so many levels. So good. Chopper, Oppenheimer, Choppenheimer. The pun works, but also the fact that this, the joke about Death this character, of <laughs> the fact that this character is known. Uh, Chopper specifically is known for being a mass murderer, a war criminal, and him being surrounded with the explosions. And the sub, the tagline for the movie is "The world forever changes." <laughs> so good. Ugh. I, I'm finally to my my visual memes. Go for it. Prime days become too commercialized, and everyone has forgotten the true meaning of the. <laughs> I almost included <laughs> he that. He died one. for you people. He died for his, you people. This screenshot of Dead Optimus from the oh, 1984 so film. So good, so good. Uh, this is a photo. Okay, so I'll read the text first. Obi Wan. He was a best star pilot in the galaxy. So remember from New Hope, he's Obi Wan is is describing Anakin to Luke. And he's like, he was a cunning warrior and a good friend. Best star pilot in the galaxy. Literally every ship Anakin ever touches. <laughs> and it's just a car that's crashed into the second floor of a house. The yep. joke there being, especially in the Clone Wars, Anakin crashed oh nearly gosh. every ship he yes. ever owned. Can you briefly explain Transformers lore? <laughs> Wait. It's this image of girl asking whatever Chad guy, whatever the meme format is, to briefly explain Transformers lore. And the speech bubble starts filling up the entire... <laughs> entire um comic relatable um so this one is let's see i'm trying to think if i should read the caption first or uh okay so it's got batman 
leaving the apartment of uh, Catwoman, he's like grappling out of her window, and uh, Ob- Darth Vader. Uh, sorry, man. Wow. <laughs> Batman is labeled Obi Wan, and he's saying, "I promise, no matter what, I will never be your friend, and I will never forgive you, and I will hate you for the rest of my life." And Catwoman is labeled Anakin, delimbed and burning alive. <laughs> That's good. Uh, when the clo- when the clones suddenly start killing the Jedi during Order sixty six. Oh my gosh! One of my favorite memes. There's su- there is a very popular meme of a cat photoshopped into wearing a pair of jean overalls, looking standing on its hind legs, looking over um, like two feet of snow, like it's looking over a fence, and it is captioned. Are you ready? Yep. <laughs> the f- <gasps> they doing over there? <laughs> so good. Oh my so, gosh! Yeah, my I love the idea of the the droids just being <laughs> confused, like, like firing on their own. <laughs> What's going on? What are you supposed to do here? Um, this is my last image, and I've I have got bunch. one more video. <laughs> um, <laughs> this actually, I, I included this because I thought it'd be funny. Uh, this is a shout out to Rachel's mom, who is shout a, out my mom, who is a librarian. It just is a transformer aiming a gun at the camera, and it says, "Don't talk in the library." <laughs> I'm about to send that one to her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got this uh, this one. I just want you to read it. <laughs> Breaking news. Mandalorian goes practical. Directors of Disney Plus fan favorite take inspiration from Oppenheimer. <laughs> and it's the image of uh, Moff Gideon getting blown up. Very nice. Which That's pretty funny. If you don't know, the explosions in Oppenheimer are practical, not CGI. Okay, um, so I've got one last, v- I'll get a video, I'll save it till you've got, you're either done, you have like one minute okay. left, so you just let me know when you're okay, almost done. One. Well, considering we have the same one, <laughs> that takes one out. Oh, yeah. So I, I have four, but they're, they're, okay. pre- they're pretty short. Uh, this, one, this one's a little wordy. <laughs> so this is the panic, calm, panic <laughs> meme format. So panic, when Thrawn is very close discovering Callus' fulcrum, this is from Star Wars Rebels. Um Calm. Callus pulls a great scheme in season three, episode seventeen, to fool Thrawn and place the blame on List. Panic. Thrawn pulling a one eighty, knowing Callus is Fulcrum and using him to find the rebels. I think we mixed up the panic and calm, but oh, did I really? Yeah. Panic. Calm. <laughs> panic. Okay. It's okay. It's fine. I'll forgive you. <laughs> um, another another good one. <laughs> That's incredible. I love that. Oh man, <laughs> similar spoilers for Bad Batch season two. Um, similar to the Choppenheimer meme, but they have cut out the last time we see Tech in season two, and they changed it to Droppenheimer. <laughs> so good. Um, I love it. Um, this one is a screenshot from Rogue One. We uh, of. Krennic. We stand here amidst my Mojo Doja Casa House. Very <laughs> good. Oh man, that's good. Oh, so good. Love it. And then, um, okay, I'm on my last one. Uh, yep, this one was all around the internet. My niece sent me this one today. <laughs> it says Jar Jar B, and it's <laughs> excellent Photoshop job, though. But so good. Still so good. very, very excellently photoshopped. Jar Jar B. Jar Jar. There's been a lot of force jar jar puns uh-huh. in the past but that is like it makes sense because the 
the Barbie, but it just doesn't flow well at all. Mm-hmm. Jar Jar Binks. Um, okay, is that is that? Oh, I it? guess it does if you do Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar B Binks. No, Jar Jar B. Yeah. Yeah. Jar Jar Barbie. Jar Jar Binks Barbie. Jar Jar. So like the name Jar Jar Binks. Yes. Now how to get Barbie in there though? It's just Jarby. It's just Jar Jarby. Yes, but it's putting the Barbie at the end of the second jar. But it's not the full Barbie word. Yeah, because it's taking out the first. It's, it's replacing the B in Barbie with a J. I, it, it depends on where you put the emphasis. Jar Jarby. <laughs> yeah, it's or almost Jar Jar, Jar Binks. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yes. I can see what you're saying. Um, so this is this is a, this is very specifically. This is very specifically for Rachel. This this joke. Mm. Mm. Sorry, I'm trying to get it to loop. So that is the famous uh, "I am the Senate" scene where, uh, oh, she's dead. She liked it. Uh, the famous uh, "I am the Senate" scene where where uh, Palpatine flies out of his chair to attack the jedi um but someone has inserted uh yeah you have to remind me the character's name brendan fraser i know the as rick name. o'connell rick o'connell brendan fraser's character from the mummy movies and he screams back at him and then shoots him with a shotgun and it cuts the credits so that was very much just for rachel mm, okay it. let me send you the memes from we gotta figure week. out which we made though yes we've got to say at the top we're still doing our weekly competition we're both two for two and uh you have to Guess which meme the other podcast host made. One of them, not including like screenshots of uh, that we took of social media. <laughs> okay, I just I I hope I sent it to the right person. Sometimes I'm not thinking <laughs> I did. Okay, I sent it to you. Yes. Don't send it to your boss. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> that would. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be weird. The first one is. Teenage Mutant Ninja Bad Batch is the first one that would confuse that guy to someone. I, I've taught my head none. They, everything you shared was great. So whatever one you made is hilarious. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, oh man. So from from me, you've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Bad Batch, the Hot Wheels. Choppenheimer, or I, we both submitted Choppenheimer, so that's not very helpful. Is it this one? Yes. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Sorry. No, don't apologize. Okay, so from uh, from Rachel, we've got the image of Chopper, and it says Return of the King. Oh, I forgot to show that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's like, yeah. From the, from Prime the Day has become too commercial, and everyone has forgotten the true meaning of the holiday. He died for you people. Can you briefly explain Transformers movie lore? <laughs> the uh, droids with the Order 66. Mandalorian goes practical. Panic, calm, panic. Droppenheimer. We still admit my dojo. <laughs> Mojo, Dojo, Dojo, Dojo Casa. Casa House. So I know you didn't make Jar Jar B. Man, these are... Ugh. So, something about... Now, I've seen the can you briefly explain meme format used quite a bit, but there's something about... See, I don't think you would... No, maybe... Hmm. You know, it's very suspicious as a meme in here about callus. It's really specific. Ah. 
Maybe a little too specific, though. <sighs> mm. If if ah oh, man, I really don't want to be wrong. I, oh, it's hard. Gosh dang it. <laughs> I'm gonna guess this one. You're wrong. No. Okay, I want to take a second guess. Let's go. I'm gonna second, text your wife. <laughs> second guess. Second guess. Second. Ah. Uh, <sighs> dang it. Dang it. Dang it. Dang it. Uh, <sighs> dang it. Is it this one? No! Dang it! Okay, what is it? It's, it's this one. This one! It's the fake news report. Nice! <laughs> Nicely done. Let's go! I'm gonna text your wife that you got the meme wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... You know what? It was... Oh, I fooled myself. I forgot that on iPhoto, it automatically adds that little thing in the corner. Oh, yeah. It's, that's the accessible So I assumed text. that meant it was a screenshot. Oh, no. <laughs> it's okay. Very nicely done. That... It's really funny. Thank you. That's a really good me. Dang. Okay. So I uh, I guessed Cameron's one, which is the the Batman one. Yo, yeah. <laughs> I promise no matter what, I will never be your friend and I will never Unfortunately, I have seen almost all of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the hard part of this for sure. Um It was the D it was the D limbed. I got to keep we got to keep track of the score. So Rachel 3 two and O. Oh, Cameron, no, three and zero. Oh. Three and zero. Oh. Three and zero. Oh. Cameron is two and one. Ah, maybe Man. our first defeat. Nicely done. Nicely so done. So is it? So genuinely, I the oh, that's not even my music. The callous one. I swiped it from Reddit. I found it on Reddit. Nice. I was like, this is so specific. It, yeah. Uh huh. I can't. Believe I just it's like. Not, can't believe it wasn't one of my own. Yes, it was. It was very much a fandom meme. <laughs> very specific but like if i was wrong i would have been so mad because it was so because it was so focused on callus and rebels it's very you <laughs> any uh, any closing thoughts before we close out for the week this is fun this was fun go see barbie and oppenheimer so they're both time, really good movies they are really good um every time something comes out now expect us to put it on our barbenheimer rating i guess <laughs> i love it um, as always, thank you to Caleb Jacoby for our intro and outro music and props to Rachel for our amazing artwork and our Twitter account. Go follow us and, and like our most recent insane tweet. <laughs> props to Cameron for providing all the equipment for us to record <laughs> and for running our Facebook. Um, props to Athena for editing. Thanks, Athena. Thanks, Athena. <laughs> um give us something to read on the pod leave us a review tweet or dm us memes or opinions all right give me just any opinions i guess <laughs> <laughs> just any oh yeah <laughs> any opinions I, theoretically i guess yeah <laughs> this is cameron and rachel signing off saying phantom menace beast wars canto bite from last jedi dark of the moon are all Oppenheimer and Age of Extinction, Bumblebee, Bad Batch, and Solo are Barbie. Good night, everyone. Good night. Oh, man. I've never done an intro before. What was your idea? Do you want to do it? Yeah. Okay, go for it. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Great. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Back to Starformers, which you, 
Well, that's I've never done it before. That's normally after the intro. Oh, I'm sorry, I've never done like one actual, of these before. Cameron. The, the actual intro. You said uh, you oh, said can our intro the, be a is... joke that the term Barbenheimer is a ripoff of our Starformers name? Actually. I know what I said. I didn't know if you remembered. I remember what I said. I have to. I've never done one before. Normally, I just sit here and wait until you say <laughs> I'm Cameron and I'm and then I go I'm Rachel. Uh, um, all right. Welcome back, everybody. It is Wednesday night, and you know what that means. It's time for our weekly gathering to share memes, talk news, and talk shop. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the worldwide uh, knockoff of our podcast name, uh, Barbenheimer, which is a clear, clear stealing of our Starformers night. How are you feeling, Cameron? Okay, so here's, here's the structure. Here's the structure. We have some sort of cold open. Then I play the theme song, and then we do the It's Wednesday Night, We're at the Apartment. You did a great job. It just, it kind of breaks the structure of when I drop in the theme song. Yeah, it also breaks the structure. Me interrupting? (laughs) You did a great job. I don't want you to feel discouraged. It's just, there's nowhere in there for me to put the theme song if you say It's Wednesday Night before you talk about the Barbenheimer thing. Are you writing it down? I am writing it That's down. That's fine. I, I have it written down so I can do it every week. Because I, I can't remember. This is all going at the end, by the way. This is all, <laughs> all this is staying in. It's just going to be at the very end after the outro music. Hello to those of you who have stuck around afterwards. I hope you're enjoying this little Easter egg, little behind the scenes look into how disorganized we are. And- I should have kept my sound on so I could hear me typing. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what happens when it's been two weeks since we recorded and also uh, i just throw rachel at it when she's never done the intro before uh-huh. i would have spent my lunch break practicing <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Anyways. Oh, anyways we should have a thing to do it <laughs> No, she's, she's has to edit she's, all no, this she's in my bedroom she went to go take a nap uh, what she's giving up Should on I her producing her jobs <laughs> No, let her sleep. I guess I'll edit it. All right, I'll take notes uh, for her so she can edit it properly. Uh, Editor's note: Leave all this in and double it. Double it and give it to the next person. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! See now, I don't have my uh, witting charm to go off uh, impulsively, so I have to figure it out. I don't know if my phone is on mute. It is because my brother tried to call me 30 minutes ago. Oh, shoot. That's fine. It's nothing important. (laughs) (laughs) If he doesn't, he doesn't listen to this. And if he did, I would still say it, but. (laughs) Okay. I just realized I need water. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Your cup's by the sink. Here? Yeah. Great, thank you. Quality content. Quality content. The anti-resume podcast. <laughs> is this already an anti-resume? If anyone podcast? ever tries to hire me to actually do a podcast, I'll say I've never done one before. You'd be like, oh yeah, oh, we just crazy. yeah, wow, oh, who ever guessed? Camera, before you leave, I sent you something on Twitter that you need to watch. Okay, sounds good. I sent you like six things on Twitter you need to watch, but you need to watch two of them for sure. Okay, ready? Okay, all right. Whenever you are ready Look, to go. This is the production student in me. It is Wednesday night, and we are back at my apartment after technically two weeks for us, but one week for you all. And we're back to talk shop and have a new style of podcast content tonight. That's the pause for the music. Okay, but I thought we were going to start with the Barbenheimer 
is a ripoff well, of Starformers joke. I thought that was going to be the... That's what I started off with, and then you said we did a cold open. No, you... So, what we typically do is just do something, and then we do the Wednesday night. Oh, we'll, welcome back. Yes. So, you do the... Okay, okay. Because what you did before is you said it's Wednesday night, and then you, you did, like, the normal... Like, I guess you have two different things. You have the pre... Okay, okay. You have the pre-music, okay, and you have the, the intro. The pre is the cold open. Joke. Yes. Man, two weeks, and I don't remember a single <laughs> thing about how this podcast works. Take me out of the state, and I don't know a single thing. Okay. Hmm. I spent another. Mm, that was wiggle bang. Whenever you're ready. <laughs> See now, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, <laughs> I will gladly let you do it if you want to keep trying. Uh, if you really don't want to do it, I will we, do how it. How long have we been recording? We've been recording for five minutes. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Horrible. <laughs>